Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Welcome back, everybody, to another Sell Better episode. Today, we are going to be talking about how to create your own high-performing cold calling script. Now, I'm sure you've all been there. You make a phone call and someone actually picks up the phone. So <laughs> what are you going to say next and how can you leave the conversation to a great close and a conversion? Well, we're going to go into that and so much more. But before we do, I want to hear from everyone in the chat. Let me know where are you tuning in from. Go ahead and throw it in there. I'd love to see these. Also, everyone, keep in mind, switch your chat over to everyone. So click that blue button and switch it to everyone so that way I can see what you guys write. You don't do that, I won't be able to see it. So switch it to everyone, not host and panelists. So I'm already seeing some of these here. We got Bailey from Arizona. Welcome. Andre from SoFlow. Welcome, my man. I'm from Miami. I feel you. And we got Nick from LA. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This is going to be great. So let's get right into it because it's a short and fast one. 30 minutes, y'all. So who's today's speaker? Today we got Eric Anilo. He is a sales revenue and go-to-market at Falcon. Welcome, Eric. Now, Eric, what is it that reps can do so that they can build more confidence with cold calling? Shoot, man. Rip off the Band-Aid. Um, <laughs> it's, for me, it's exposure, exposure, exposure. You know, um, kind of molding past it. Uh, I think role plays are one of the most undervalued, but yet, a, I guess, a double-edged necessity where it kind of gets you in the batting cage. So that way, when you jump up to the plate, you're a little bit more loose. But exposure, man. Rip off the Band-Aid. All right, you guys just got to get in the trenches and make it happen. It's the best way to learn. So before we start, if you're looking to level up in 2023, we are here to help with our daily sales show with instant access to training and resources. Be sure to check us out at sellbetter.xyz or scan the QR code on the screen right now. We're also going to drop the links in the chat, so be sure to check that out. Now, of course, we wouldn't be able to do this without our partners. So shout out to Zoom Info and Outplay. Love everything you guys are doing. If you haven't seen these tools, you got to check them out. And of course, our drop of the day. Outplay is doing a masterclass and you got to join them. It is going to be with some of the biggest sales names in the world from May 11th to May 23rd. It's going to be Scott Lees, John Barrows himself. Sam McKenna and Kevin Dorsey. These are some incredible sessions with some incredible people. So be sure to check it out. I'm going to drop the link in the chat. Now, what are we going to be speaking on today? We're going to show you all how to write a compelling cold calling script from scratch, the key questions that you need to ask in every cold calling script, and lastly, how to go beyond the script. You know, keep it conversational and just get that cool cold call flow. Now, I also love to know who is in the room. This helps guide our conversation, guys. So be sure to fill this out. This question is very important. If I see SDRs, I'm asking SDR questions. If I see more senior leadership, I'm going to be like, hey, Eric, how can senior leadership improve those cold calling uh, features for their, their reps? You know. So let me know who is in the room. This is very important. I'm already seeing this blow up. So thank you, everyone, for participating. I've seen there's a lot of SDRs, AEs, and even 12% senior leadership. Eric, does that surprise you? Not a bit, man. I love it. I love seeing leadership more involved in the day-to-day, -day, put their boots on the ground. Uh, it's something that I emulate, and so I, I love to see it reciprocated, man. It doesn't, doesn't surprise me. Fantastic, man. Fantastic. So let's just cut to the chase here. 
You said something in the pre-call that I really loved, and it was a script should emulate your tone and personality. It should transcribe who you are. Why did you say this, and what did you mean by it? <clears throat> Great question. So, I think the name of the game is, is standing out amongst the noise, right? You're, you're looking to stand out, you're looking to cause a memory, uh, but more so that you're looking to emulate a message. And how do you do that? It, it, by being yourself. I always say it's not about your product, but who you are and how you convey that. Uh, so many times do I hear compliments either on my team or people that I'm associated with or even to myself. They're like, the only reason I remember about this meeting is because your tone about the personality. I, I had a laugh with this. And it's the things that we talk off track that actually hook them more so than it talks like towards product or whatever your angle is. Uh, so I, I always say, and not to mention, does it make it a smoother conversation when you are yourself, right? Like when you are able to convey your personality and and why you deserve to have this call, that 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 to me stands out more than right. products and information and all that that hoo ha. That's fantastic, and I like what you mentioned there about your personality as opposed to product. Because I feel like our instinct is immediately when someone answers the phone, be like, "I just want to show you the value I can bring you really quickly." Boom, 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 and it scares the person off. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. For the, all the SDRs in the room, because I see that we have 51% of the room is SDRs, followed by 26% AEs. For the AEs and SDRs in the room, how can they better bring out their personality on a call? I think, so what I've done recently is, is, is I've, I've caught up with technology, right? I think role plays are the long, um, I guess, vetted process prior to, but now I have a no recording app. Like it takes my voice and I say stuff out loud, I recite it back to me and I kind of analyze myself whether it's my tone, the way I sit in structure. And so I actually hear it. Uh, so when I'm building my talk track, it's something I've heard myself say over and over before jumping in to the trenches or, or ripping the phone. Uh, so I think that is highly useful. And then meet the friend, not somebody actually involved in cold calling, because then they're going to be analyzing your structure and, and stuff that I'm not really pointing on, but more so just like someone who's disconnected that sounds like, hey, that that doesn't sound like you, or that's not what you would sound like in a conversation or that try to emulate that personality. Love that. Love that. Everyone, I want to hear from you in the chat. Put a one if you have a friend of yours that you currently review your cold calls with and put a two if you don't got one, but now you're going to be looking to get one because this can be so <laughs> pivotal in changing your cold calling game. See, I'm already seeing some ones, some twos, a lot of twos. Awesome. This is awesome. great to see you guys. This actually is what took my cold calling game to the next level is really just getting in a room with your peers and being like, let's review these calls. Let's see what we could do better. <laughs> it's fun, man. I can't tell you how many laughs you have. And they even have some more context that they give you of like, hey, remember that one time you said this and all of a sudden you have this, this, this piece that you wouldn't have been able to build by yourself. So highly, highly suggest that. <laughs> all right. Now, one thing you mentioned as well is that a script, when it comes down to the script, it needs to point to what you want to highlight, right? So we talked about that personality piece and making it sound more natural, but how can you make sure your script actually includes things that you want to highlight and when should you introduce them? Great point. So I think I'll think I'll work the question backwards. When should you, when should you introduce it? Um, it? I like to think it's when the prospect walks themselves into the golden question, the gotcha question, or the point of the conversation, right? Um, how do you kind of build that through? It, it's it's basically, I look at it as, what do I need to make a strong case value for my AE or for the platform of the deal or whatever I need to have answered? And, and I work backwards from it. 
how can I get the conversation to these points without having that gotcha moment? Uh, whether that's the smooth emulation of tone or personality, like we were speaking to beforehand or, or, or fillers. So I build out like four solid questions because usually the cold calls tend to be about four to five minutes and, and, and then work backwards. Which one do I desperately need? Which one can I, and volume all the way down. I like how you're working backwards. It helps you actually show what you want to bring out and be more methodical about it. You know, yeah. instead of just going head on right away, uh, it, it makes a big difference. Now, I want to hear from our audience. What do you guys feel you need to work on with cold calls? I feel like this could help tailor our conversation because if it's tone, we could talk about tone. If it's asking the right questions, we can actually write to help you guys learn how to fit that into your script correctly. Maybe it's just introducing your value proposition, which is always tough. You don't know when to put it in and you're like kind of freaking out. You're like, all right, well, maybe now. And you're kind of like a little back and forth with the person. It's a tango with a cold call. So what do you like to do, Eric, when it comes to this? Um, if you feel when you were first starting out, what was your main thing you had to focus on with cold calling that you were struggling with? Oh man, it was the balance of almost too much personality and not enough structure. So I, I, I have a personal training background, so I was very in your face kind of moment. So when I was calling them, I was like, I'm going to sound so cool that they'll want to keep on talking with me. It didn't resonate well. It didn't resonate. I didn't bring enough value into it. So I had to go back to the drawing board, balance between my open-ended questions, my closed-ended questions, my medium-based questions, which we'll get to. But uh, for me, it was definitely the structure of the call and balancing personality versus value problem. I see. Um, before, oh, forgive me. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, Andre in the chat said he's interested in solid PBOs. Uh, have you heard of the acronym PBOs before? Perfect. Yeah, permission-based openers. They're a strong value. Um, it, for me, and not to go off on a tangent, I think it's very vertical-based. Uh, so I work in the GTM business where they conduct cold calls themselves. Uh, so I think a PBO is a little too soft. But when I worked the engineering and DevOps world, PBOs were the bread and butter. And I felt like that really emulated enough trust value to ask your questions and kind of break the ice more so. Uh, but constructing that PBO so it's not cheesy, but it's not too strong is kind of a, an A-B test uh, portion of things. All right. Now, let's go into what you like to do for a cold calling script. Uh, you had this example here for us. Do you mind breaking this down? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So this is, this is a rough draft of what I use. Uh, I like to use it as not necessarily a script, but uh, a point of connect. And and what I mean by that is here's the questions I want to connect with, but more so how am I evaluating their tone? Are they receptive on certain questions? Are are they kind of leaning in either physically or verbally into certain criteria that I'm, I'm touching on? Uh, and, and first and foremost, I want to make sure that the relevance is there, right? So when I introduce my company, I go, you know, does it even sound familiar? Does it, does it ring a bell? And it kind of is a pattern break as well as a PBO in a sense, because it kind of says, hey, this is a cold call. But at the same time, I want to make sure that we're both aligned with what the constructive of this call will be. Hmm. Uh, so again, it's kind of a PBO, but not a PBO. It, it, I don't know how to classify it. But, <laughs> uh, another relevance is going to be strictly after. I want to make sure that it's appropriate to talk about the appropriate person and title and and, and making sure that timing wise is um, and then right there, right afterwards, I'm pausing for the reception and the evaluation of their tone. Are they passive? Are they dismissive? Are they super receptive? Have they heard about it? Did I just answer their prayer by calling them? Really kind of dictates the navigation of where my call is going to go right after there, which is basically the, the bread of the conversation. 
I'd like to start my conversations off with a medium-based question. And what I mean by that, it could be open-ended and narrative and very uh, inspirational in a sense that, uh, that they can take it and, and give me a long contexted answer, or it could be a one-word answer. So for the example, is it new business or churn reduction? Well, new business explanation, or do they just give me new business? Uh, and then it kind of navigates, or excuse me, uh, navigates through there. I want to make sure that I'm hitting my points, that I'm classifying my my deal structure, right? Because all the questions, I'm trying to make sure that it all fits in. So that way, when we get into the quantified disco or the demo, I have enough information that I can knock their socks off because I've poked enough holes in their bucket, as well as as built a, a strong truck tech to that. Now, I'm seeing here that it's kind of laid out for a lot of flexibility, right? Yeah. You, you have just this, this opener, you know what you want to say in the beginning. And then from there, you have these list of questions. Now, we did ask our audience, you know, what do you feel you need to work on for cold calls? And they actually said that 36% said asking the right questions was mm. something that was a top of mind for them. Yeah. So I see you have this list of questions here under Tofu. How did you come up with them? How did you know these were important? Uh, I, I talked to a lot of ICs before I go up to the higher up. So I, I guess the, the golden question is, do you work top down or, or bottom up? I like to find relevant information through the ICs. Uh, typically, they're a little bit more uh, able-bodied to give away a little bit more information. Uh, and, and so I find the relevance through that. Then the common denominators of what have I commonly seen throughout the market? What am I experiencing? What have I learned from previous conversations? And build up those quantifying questions through that. Uh, also, my peers, what are they talking about? What are they saying? Uh, I reach out to people in the industry as well as people on my immediate team. And uh, just see what's what's hot and what's not. What's and and through my own, what's resonating and what's not. So it's it's <laughs> it's not an easy one answer, but I definitely can speculate enough from what's happening in the market, quantify it through that, and then break it down and and uh, some strikeouts, but some home runs. All right, I like the sound of that. Now, one thing that was on this as well with the results was a value proposition. About twenty seven percent thought that it was top of mind for them when it comes to working on cold calls which is exactly what we want to talk on now. You mentioned it a little bit in the, in the past about how you want them to walk into it. Could you break that down just a little bit more so our audience really gets a grasp on the concept? Absolutely. Uh, so I think the two points of where the value prop is, is in the intro or the qualifying question, medium-based question, however we navigate that. And what I mean by that, it gives you context to what we do as a company, platform, product without pitch selling it, right? I'm going to be like, well, what we're tackling today as a company is uh, and let it kind of transgress to my questions and what the tone of the conversation will be. Then afterwards, like all my questions are around either learning, uh, relevance, research, or poking holes in the bucket enough that they're going to go at the very end of the call be like, so how do I fix this? Because we've painted this picture of like, there's some holes in the system. Obviously, I see the relevance. I understand that you guys fix it. And they ask you, how do we do this? Uh, so the value prop comes in almost as as natural as the conversation progresses to the next step. Sometimes you have to go for a little bit of the knuckleball or the, the hard pitch a little bit, which if they've given you X, Y, and Z problems, well, Adrian, glad you said that. Uh, it seems like there are some holes in this, but I would like to address it by A, B, and C in our follow-up call or painting you a better picture or however you kind of relay that next position, uh, but as a summary-based value prop. I like that. Summary based. Now, when you say summary based, you mean like you just want to keep it short and sweet. Like, hey, this is how we can solve this problem. Now that we've already brought it up, 
pretty much in the conversation naturally. I just want to jot these points out about how to bring this up. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that I've seen is is relating the information that you've heard, right? Hey, Adrian, what I've heard from you is, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you know, A, B, and C seem to be a problem. Where Falcon comes in or where Platform X comes in is that we help solve for what X, Y, Z in the correlation of those issues. Now, with that being said, and then we can value prop and then smooth into there. But I think relaying information, receiving information, be able to translate that into your own words to make sure that you're you're showing them that you were hearing and 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 not just going, let me get a meeting on the book so that way we can get time and and, and the credit. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Love it. I want to hear from everyone in the chat. What is your favorite question to ask to show your prospect that you're listening or to even just move the conversation along? Go ahead and throw it in the chat for me. We could bring some of these questions up, see how we can navigate them into the conversation. I love to see these. Now for me, Eric, I liked how you said, if I'm hearing you correctly, what you're saying is, so you're able to just take in everything, what they just said, and then paraphrase it right back at them. And they're like, yes, that's exactly it. And they even state some, they fill in some gaps that may yeah. have been in there. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I think it pairs in, in two points nicely. One, it shows that you're not navigating or that you don't have a secret agenda in the conversation, that what they said is how we kind of coursed through the conversation. And then two, it shows that you're actually engaging. Like, hey, I'm actually here to listen and I'm actually here to help. So I think that was a big mind shift was I'm not here to sell, but I'm here to help. If it's not the right fit, let's move on and cut slices. But if I'm hearing this correctly, but I see is a big problem or a big fallacy, I'm here to help you. Hey, I'm, I'm, I got the cape on, let's rock. So hopefully that translates through that and it shows the ingenuity of it and the, the generosity of it. So that way you're actually doing them a favor, right? All right. Now I'm seeing Arthur here in the chat, which I've seen him in past shows. So welcome back, man. Great to see you here. He says, this goes all over the place, but how can I create my own script just from point A to point B? So I think he just needs some breakdown. So I want to bring up this example one more time that we did in the past. If someone was to draft something like this on their own, how would you say they start? Should they just start with that permission-based opener and then write a list of questions? Where do you think they should, if we had to just break it down for them? Sure. And, and to Arthur's point, it is a little bit of all over. Like you, you're kind of navigating, if you're cutting from a raw script, uh, I wish I had the this example, this example, this example. Where it fits best and what I've used in multiple verticals is a soft PBO or, or however you want to classify it as going, hey, is this a good time to connect? You can insert as you see fit. Uh, but where you want to do is I'm going to introduce myself and my platform, my company, whatever that has. Uh, I like to ties in relevance right afterwards. And I try to condense it into a 20 second monologue. And so when I say it out loud, like Falcon's revenue execution and automation platform, we're addressing that usually takes less than 20 seconds. Now it leaves them enough time that it's reciprocated. So that way, or to me, recipient, that it gives them enough time to evaluate the tone and respond to, okay, how can I help you? Yes. What can I do? Well, and have that reception. Then I go into a medium-based question, like I was saying before, and it really kind of dictates how the conversation's going. If they're short answered, let's be quick to the point and let's obviously have that A, B, C question. But if they're going to be a little bit more elaborative, let's sit back and have a conversation about it. Well, Adrian, glad you said that because what I'm hearing is and have it more two-sided conversation. And but again, you want to have your quantum frequency, your your questions down below so that way you have context and not just jumping all over the place. So each one of these has a point in that I have to address it in the deal and or um, just go demo, whatever that happens. 
All right. So what I'm hearing here is that your script can't be super rigid. It's not going to be the conversation to a T that you're going to be following. It's more like a rough framework that can just provide some guardrails for you in the conversation, right? You got you got the permission-based opener, you start the convo, you introduce your value, what you do, or rather what you do and why you're calling. And then you can decide based on the tone that they give you when they're like how they're receiving the call, right? And if they're open to it, then you can transition into one of these questions that can help you learn more about their interest or their problem. Is that right? Yep. And I'm a huge, I'm a huge advocate for don't guide the conversation. Don't try to steer them where you want them to go. Cause I feel like that just sets up for a rough, rough couple steps following it, but let them guide themselves. You know, if they, if they say something that sparks a question that is four questions down, address it in said conversation. Uh, and so like, I'd like to say it's not a path, but necessarily it's pinpoints and, and definitely points of, uh, of contact connection. Okay. Now, one thing that we just touched on is tone, right? So you said it, you want to hear how your prospect is responding to what you're saying. So can you break some of these down? Look at how they reciprocate, evaluate yourself, and then match your prospect. You said this in the pre-call. Can you break this down for me a little bit more? Yeah. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing that we get on the first initial response is how they answer the phone hello, what's up? And that tone of positive, negative, we've heard them both. And then how they follow that up to, hey, this is Eric from Falcon. How are you today? They probably, one, got triggered into, it's a cold call, either crap, let's duck and run, two, interest evaluation, or three, the cut dry, what can I do for you? I know what this is. So it kind of gives you a second to evaluate how am I going to match their tone, right? And I think the thing that I see a lot of shortcoming is, is I'm a very type A personality. I, I, I come in and I steamroll love conversations. So I have to make sure hey, Adrian on the other line is a little bit more softer tone. He's having a much more um, characteristic rather than steamroll and just kind of sit there and kind of match their flow. If I'm coming in and I'm banging on their door or kicking down their door, I guarantee they're not going to be as receptive if they need an invitation or if they want to have a little bit more permission based. Now the flip side of it, if I get a if I get a guy on the other line who's going, hell yeah, well guess what? Now it's a party. Now I'm going to match evaluation and, and obviously go from there. So I, I think matching tone is going to be beneficial in two plays. One for keeping up with the conversation, keeping the longevity going, and obviously the information built. But then also the duration of the deal afterwards, because everything is contextual to that first initial conversation. It's the first impression. It's the information that they're getting. It's the information that we're getting from them. It's all the pre-trial to disco, POC, demo, whatever the later stages is, it's all contextual to that conversation in the cold call. So making sure that you're building repertoire for conversation and, 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 and tone matching. This is great. This is great. Now, when it comes to cold calling, I think this provides a very good framework because once you have that cold calling script, it's just the guardrails. You understand where you, you're, you're playing in with the call as soon as they pick up. And the second one is you really got to match the energy your prospect is coming with, right? So you use that to understand where you can go with your script and take the cold call from there. Yeah. Yep. Powerful. Now, how about your tone, right? Because we're saying we're matching how the prospect is going to answer. How should you sound when you first hop on that cold call? You know, have you learned any tips that help you sound better or um, just more confident on the phone? Sure. I think, I mean, I still deal with the the jitters, right? Like when you're ripping a dial for the first time, the first couple until you get into the groove of things, you, you've got a little jitters, or at least I do. 
Uh, so I got to do some sort of physical stretching and get my mind right, get some breathing techniques going. So that way I, I'm not so shaky, uh, which leads me into is to the tone that I try to bring no matter where their tone is or their personality or their, their, uh, emotion it is confidence being sure that no matter what, if they reject, if they accept, if they're in, in, intrigued, if they're dismissive, I'm going to sit there and be confident. Okay. Thank you very much. Or great. And, and lead with that sense of confidence that you're there to help guide, to help ensure, but at the same time, not coerce. So it's not, it's a, it's a, it's a simple balance, but, uh, but yeah, those are, those are definitely two of the structures. Okay. Now I want to know from everyone in the chat, put a one, if you guys feel very confident, as soon as you pick up that phone and put a two, if you think it could be a little better, cause I've been there when I first started cold calling, <laughs> I was, uh, literally my voice was cracking. I could hear, you know, the fear <laughs> coming out my voice onto the phone, but over time, after enough calls, after, you know, following a script and being able to understand the value my company provides and actually say, say it correctly over the phone. I got a lot more confidence. So I'm seeing a lot of ones in here, some 1.5s, like a lot in twos. So I, great. Thank you so much for everyone for, for writing it in here because it kind of gives me a feel for this. Um, how about understanding your company's value, right? So we talked about the value proposition, how it'll flow nicely, but does that improve confidence on cold calls? How much should a, com a prospect know about their product? Like what can they expect? That's a great question. Uh, I, I personally value obviously the simple interest of what we're solving. Right. And I, and I don't go much deeper into, into that portion of it, uh, through my team and myself, I think that's the last thing that I really deep dive into. Uh, and transparently speaking, I want to talk to not what we do, but what do you need? And if we're a fit, so it's a qualifying conversation, not necessarily a, uh, projected conversation. Uh, is it beneficial? Absolutely. At the end of the day, the more I know and the more confident I feel for different questions that may come awry. Absolutely. Uh, but to that subject, I also look at that as an opportunity to project into another, uh, for the, the process into another meeting. I, I love using the, the tone or the, me, the, um, the objection handler of, well, what about X? And you're going, crap, I've never, uh, I don't know. You know what? This is a great opportunity for us to continue this conversation. How about we take you up to something a little bit more senior who has the answer to that? So it's a double-edged where you could definitely use that in your favor if you don't have that knowledge point or if you have that naivety. Uh, but I don't think that's something that needs to be um, overvalued when someone's getting their feet wet with the company. Okay. I like that. I like that. And just so everyone knows, where can the people find you? Oh man. Um, gosh, I'm on LinkedIn. Uh, that's usually that's the extent of, of my social media, to be honest with you. I, I have an Instagram, I think, but no, uh, LinkedIn first name, last dash last name. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's me. All right. We're going to go ahead and drop his LinkedIn in the chat. Be sure to give Eric a follow. He's always dropping value. So be sure to check it out. Now we have a little bit of time here for Q and A. So let's get right into it. Susan asks, how do I engage someone who does not want to be engaged with? So I'm guessing this is over a cold call. You know, Susan, I think you mean like they're just hanging up on you. What do you recommend, Eric? It depends on the size of the company. Sometimes you got to cut ties. You know, you don't want to, I would say, don't want to force anything. And we can go into crude analogies <laughs> all day long. But, but initially, the harder sell in the beginning, the harder sell down the, down the line. If it's a company that has other people in set position, uh, I wouldn't stress it too much because you don't want to burn a bridge that's never built. But if it's about a sense of, 
uh, they're a bit, a bit passive, they're not so uh, conducive in meetings, then there's definitely prop value where I just call them out. Hey, is this worth your time? Is this top of mind? I don't want to, I want to be respectful of each other's times and be a little bit more abrasive. I definitely think that's where the confidence comes in because it's just as much your time as it is their time. I love that. You know, and what you said there, if it's a hard sell now, it's going to be an even harder sell down the line. You know, you got to just know when the boundaries are just not being crossed and it's just nothing is actually playing out the way it's supposed to. So if it's that difficult, probably best just to cut ties, honestly. And we have time here for one more. So I'm seeing here, Ernie asks, when and how do you drop names and high level results of where you've performed in the past? Yeah, that's a great one. That's something I, uh, referrals make the world go round. If you're connected with an IC and they have kind of that connection base, or you can ask them outright, hey, can I drop your name when I connect with so-and-so or John Doe? Um, but connections literally give you kind of that accreditation to be able to earn that call with the C-suite or those in the, the more executive positions. Um, and, and it opens up doors left, right, in between. So I, I, I think referrals working top down, left, right, in between, use it. If they don't want the meeting, great. Use the information that they give you and go, hey, Adrian, do you mind if I, when I connect with Chris, do you mind if I drop down your name that we've had the conversation and respect that decision, but it will be monumental value. So I, I, I say work every angle. Fantastic. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us here today. This has been a great conversation. Thank you so much, Eric. And for everyone who engaged in the chat, thank you so much. We love to see you here and we're looking forward to seeing you on the next one. Quick recap here. Just be sure to stay confident on those phones. You want to write out a script, but they're just served as guardrails. Have that opener, have those key questions you want to ask and keep it moving. And then lastly, the tone. You want to match your, what your prospect is giving you. Remember, cold calling is like a tango. You got to do it right. And that is all, everyone. So thank you so much for joining us, and we will catch you on the next one. See you later.